we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Wake your ass up. The Breakfast Club is on. Wake up. The Breakfast Club, Envy, and Charlemagne, the voice of the culture. You think I'm coming here when this ain't hot? See, y'all different. Y'all the culture. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what y'all talking about. This is probably becoming the most prominent form for hip-hop. Being here next to all of you guys, it's really big. Put it in, pers- put it in perspective. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Wake up. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? Yes, today is Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week. How you feeling out there? I am blessed, black, and highly favored. Uh, Thankful to be here with another day to serve. Okay. Thankful to be here to have another day to serve the people. Yes. Yes, what's going on? Now, yesterday was election day, so a lot of uh, kids didn't have school yesterday or they had half day. My kids had half day yesterday, so uh, about 11, 30, 12 o'clock, I had to go pick them up. So I took them bowling. I took the kids bowling uh, yesterday. They had a great time. 
I put the little bumpers there, so it made my score even higher too. So I, I did exceptionally well. I scored like a 200, 220 bowling yesterday. So I was pretty happy. I did. So you, so you cheated the kids. I beat the kids. You cheated. The no, game. I put the bumpers for everybody. Everybody used the bumpers. It was you fair. Didn't say that. You just it was a fair you. game. You just nope. said you. It was a fair. You it was fair bowling. Just said you. Everybody had the bumpers. Everybody heard you. You just said you. Everybody had the bumpers. Okay. Yes. So we, we all uh, had great scores, but they had a good time. So uh, salute. I had an amazing time yesterday. All right. Well, today Doug Melville will be joining us. My guy Doug Melville. Uh, if you don't know, uh, I have a book imprint. With uh, Simon and Schuster called mm-hmm. Black Privilege Publishing, and this is the latest book off the book imprint. It is called Invisible Generals: Rediscovering Family Legacy and a Quest to Honor America's First Black Generals. You know, Veterans Day is uh, right around the corner. Eleven, eleven, right? Veterans Day is eleven, eleven. Y'all already know how I feel about the veterans, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know, veterans get uh, veterans just aren't appreciated in this country the way that they should be. Like there is nothing that pisses me off more than seeing. Um, Absolutely. You know, veterans on the side of the street asking for money, change, asking for money, food, you done fought clothes. for this country. I feel like at the bare minimum, you should get a uh, free health insurance, room and board, yeah. and a stipend to take care of whatever your needs are every month. That's what I feel like the, the, the veterans should get, especially if you went to war yeah. and fought for this country. So, Invisible Generals, man, it tells the amazing true story of America's first black generals, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Jr., a father and son who helped integrate the American military and created the Tuskegee Airmen. Yes. And my man Doug Melville will be here this morning to talk all about this amazing new book, Invisible Generals. That's out right now, by the way. That's right. So definitely uh, go pick it up or download it if you're into the audible thing. Mm-hmm. Also, I would say, you know, one thing about uh, veterans, which, which a lot of people I guess forget sometimes too After they do serve And they come back home It's really hard for them To find jobs It's not as easy You would think that You served in this country It'd be easier for you To find a job But it was very difficult That's why my dad Became a police officer Because when he came back From the Vietnam War He couldn't find a job There was nothing available There was nobody Trying to hire him So And that's why we should Be taking care of them In this country Mm -hmm. They went to war And fought for this country Man That's right That's the least we could do All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. When we come back, we got front page news, a lot to discuss. Like like I said, yesterday was election day. So we'll give you some of those results. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, the scissor. Happy born day to Scissor. Today is Scissor's birthday. Today is Scissor's born day. Also, it's Pooh Shiesty's birthday, Tech Nine's birthday, and our very own Sim Simmer. Today is Sim Simmer's birthday, too. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Good morning, Tiz. Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about this. Uh, uh, these election day results. Well, before we talk about that, I want to give some results on another winner, and they go by the name of the Breakfast Club for earning the number one spot in New York in September and October. So, congratulations, guys, on that. Can you drop a clues around for yourself? Thank you, Ted. <laughs> Thanks, Tiz. So congratulations. And in Kentucky, Republican Daniel Cameron, uh, who was endorsed by Donald Trump, and you guys may remember him. He is the one that did not prosecute the murderers of Breonna Taylor. Uh, Tamika Mallory came on the show about a month ago and talked about that. He was running for governor and he was defeated last night by Democrat Andy Bashir. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he lost that race. A lot of folks are celebrating that. They did not want uh, Daniel Cameron in office. So Kentucky came out. Uh, Ohio overwhelmingly decided to have abortion rights legalized and they legalized 
marijuana. So abortion uh, is was definitely an issue on the ballot. And they decided to say they do not you know, want to be restricted from that. In Mississippi, Republican Tate Reeves beat Democrat Brandy, Brandon Presley, uh, did uh, beat him by about 50,000 votes. Uh, in mayor races, a quick recap on that. Philadelphia Cheryl Parker, uh, she became the first female and the first black female uh, mayor. And then in Houston, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, who was trying to also become the first black female mayor in Houston, went into a runoff. So she did not win that, but it'll go into a runoff. Um, in Virginia, another race that people were looking at, Democrats now control the General Assembly. Folks may remember uh, Virginia going back and forth. You know, they lose it, they get it back. But this was uh, really important because Republican Governor Glenn Yonkin, uh, he had went around telling people, you know, really on the campaign trail, asking Republicans to give him control of the Assembly. Uh, he was really looked as an upcoming star in the Republican Party. And so Democrats only needed 21 to win the House and they got 21. They needed 51 to win the Senate uh, and they got 51. So they, you know, literally like barely got it, but still a win is a win. And so folks are looking at that race as also, you know, what you can look at to expect uh, as you move forward in 2024. A couple more races too, Taz. Uh, salute to everybody in North Charleston, South Carolina, man. Um, former North Charleston Police Chief Reggie Burgess. He's won the North Charleston mayor race. He's the first black person elected to lead the city of North Charleston. So salute to him. And uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, Mayor John Tecklenburg and William Cogswell are going to a runoff on November 21st in Charleston, SC. So I don't know why y'all don't want to keep Mayor Tech in that seat, but you need to. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that tech. is front page well, news. We'll have quick, uh, quick, just quick a reminder that tonight is the Republican debate. Mm -hmm. uh, so, folks who want to watch that, uh, there will be uh, Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, uh, Vivek Ramasamy, and Tim Scott. Uh, they will be debating tonight. And of course, you know Donald Trump is skipping uh, this debate, but definitely look out for that. I'm interested to see, you know, what they have to say, what they have to say about the war. That's that has happened, you know, since they had the last debate. So we'll make sure we bring you that. Uh, report on tomorrow. Yeah, I don't even know why we keep saying Donald Trump uh, is skipping the debates. He ain't coming. Nope. He done told y'all he ain't never coming. Nope. Okay? He ain't doing the debate thing this year and still is wiping up uh, all the other GOP nominees. Mm -hmm. God damn. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. <laughs> Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. We're taking your calls when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, Andy, what's up, man? It's Joey, man. Joey, what up, man? Where you calling from? All right, what up, though, man? You already know where I'm calling from, Andy. Detroit, what up, though? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, um, I just want to say that I'm fortunate that we are voting on this tentative agreement at Four Motor Company Tuesday. Okay. Voting for what? Um, the tentative agreement. I just hear agreement, brother. Tentative oh, agreement. Oh, tentative agreement. Okay, okay. So you're getting you, a raise, you. it says, right? Yep. Well, congratulations, brother. Absolutely. But I, I mean, appreciate they, it, man. We need y'all to... What's the vote? You need everybody to vote for the, for the agreement, right? Yeah. Okay. So everybody's so got to vote. we get that. Yeah, everybody got to vote, yeah. Yeah, so can't tell you congratulations yet, but we're wishing you the best. Definitely. We got a tentative vote, so hey. we got a raise right now. So he got a tentative, uh, so we got a little raise now. So They, 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 they going to vote yes on the man. Okay. Because everybody be getting that... We can't afford that um, strike money, man, so... 
Well, good luck, man. And also, you know, uh, Jess Hilarious is out in Detroit, man. She's doing comedy for a couple of days. So if you can, check out. All right, man. I got it. Oh, let me tell y'all where Jess going to be at because I forget. Hold on. Jess is going to be. I think she's going to be at the soundboard. No, she's going to be at the punchline. Okay. She's at the punchline uh, tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow. She got shows at 7 o'clock and 9.30. You can go to JessHilariousOfficial.com uh, for more information. Hey, man, let me get her on our show, man. Hey, everybody keeps saying that. Yeah. So Detroit, if you're out there, please go go check out Jess Hilarious. She's funny as ish, and it's it's a great date night event. So take your lady out or take your hubby out, and definitely go take check it out. Hello, who's this? This is Jones. Jones. What's up, brother? Where you calling from? Yeah, man, I'm calling from Michigan. Man, I'm calling from Michigan. Way out in Michigan, man. We we look at you every day, man. We listen to you every day, man. Boogie up to what y'all do. We definitely appreciate you, brothers. We appreciate y'all, we appreciate man. You. Now the caller I'm says I'm trying to get it off my chest this morning, man. It says you locked up. You in prison right now? I am an incarcerated individual. Right hey. now. Ain't the man just yeah. telling you he's an incarcerated individual? He called from jail. I'm just asking. Can you. I get it off my chest this morning? Please. All right, Jesus Christ. Thank you, man. I'm calling on behalf of us, man. I'm trying to put on for us. We got a we got big things going on, man. Listen, Michigan is one of only uh, like three or four states with no form of good time, man. We trying to get it there this time. We got opportunity. We trying to capitalize on. We are in need of signatures to get our good time ballot on the on the November 2024. In order to make this happen, we need signatures from Michiganders. If you watch this or listen to this in Michigan, I'm in here with you, man. They over there. They up there. We pushing it, Tay G. So if you are willing to sign our petition, or even have several that would sign our petition. Please respond to this email or text. You can call representatives. They got a representative at gtballot2023.org. That's a representative that's pushing that ballot out there. They pulling up for that signature, man. Help them help you. You want to go home? Shoot that shot, man. This is our time, man. Man, you would make a. I know you make a great prison announcer. Like when you a great man, prison announcer. You get over the microphone and tell everybody what they need to be doing. We praying for you, man. We know what we going through. Yes, sir. All right, well. All right, brother. Have a good one, brother. Thank you, man. You too. All right. All right. That was lively. Very lively. <laughs> get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. And salute to all the brothers and sisters listening to us that's uh, locked up to. I know a lot of them are, uh, are listening, so salute to those brothers and sisters. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, DJ Envy, it's Rossi. Rossi, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, I got a couple of things I want to get off my chest. First of all, I don't like how y'all don't ever show no respect on my 49ers. Why, do, why should we give a damn about the 49ers? I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm a Giants fan. Because we spanked y'all this month. Or this year, I mean. All the more reason that I don't give a damn about him. Uh, hey, hey, hey. I don't understand all the hostility. It's not Second hostility. Thing I you just asked the question. Touche. Second <laughs> thing, I, I just wanted to say I appreciate you guys. Uh, it's 3 o'clock in the morning where I'm at right now. Um, I will listen to y'all every morning. Uh, I want to see if I can get uh, 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 a birthday shout-out to one of my kids. Yeah, you do it. Um, happy birthday. I'm going to keep the name confidential, but happy birthday, son. I love you, and, and I miss you, and uh, I, I, I hope you keeps giving you all the blessings you deserve. That's amazing, um, my brother. All right. I was trying to see if I can get, like, uh, what is the black the black effect hat? You want a black effect hat? 
Yes, sir. And a couple of, um, uh, uh, do you have, do you guys have like audio books? Cause I'm blind. And, and we can't, I can't. Send, we can't send you audio books. You got to download the audio book. I wish I could, but we. Now nah, you got to download the audio. Yeah, it's it's not possible. But we can send you a hat. Okay, cool. Nah, you, you, we'll put cool. your hold. You hold on one I second. We we'll get your information. I definitely right? get you a black effect hat. Hold on. Get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Now, when we come back, uh, Jeezy had a, a conversation with Neil Long, and they talked about a lot last night, from uh, divorce to relationships to a safe place for black men. To imagine your mom pulling a gun out on you. We'll talk about it all when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. 
change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Cameron. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. Now, Cameron and Mace were, of course, doing their show, It Is What It Is, and they were discussing Sukiana, and Cameron was saying, I think she was trying to throw some subliminals at me when she was in the call with me. I ain't know a bitch was trying to be subliminal with me and shit, you know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there driving. <laughs> you mind if I, get, if I put my Bluetooth on? I guess I was playing too much Nas and, yeah. <laughs> and, and Hove and all that, too. Yeah. Yeah, so then this song comes on, she says, I'm eating the ass. I mean, ass. <laughs> then we switch. Now, his ass. And I said, are yeah. you trying to tell me? Because, <laughs> look, let me tell you something about me real quick. I let you get in the gooch. That's yeah. as far as you go. Yeah. When I say the gooch, that's under the... Don't touch my ass, yo. I'm not, don't turn me on. Don't. I'm not, and I know, listen. Now, have I got my ass before pause? When I was a teenager? And listen. Yeah, and when I <laughs> my ass, my yeah. legs wasn't up and I was now on my knees. <laughs> well, let's unpack this. Okay, let's, let's unpack man. this. Uh, Cam is a rapper, so Sukiyana probably just wanted his opinion on her music. Maybe. Right? Uh, and Maybe. We, and, and you know, we all love Cam's honesty. He admitted to getting his salad toss. Drop on the clues bombs for Cam, Ron. Nothing wrong with that. I don't even think that deserved a pause, Cam. I don't no, I deserve the pause. No, it doesn't deserve a pause. pause. It could, yeah, maybe pause. she was playing his music or maybe she was, you know, shooting a shot. I doubt it. I think she was probably just uh wanted wanted his opinion on her on her music. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Now let's jump to Jeezy. Now Jeezy had a conversation with Nia Long. They got candid. They talk about everything: love, life, legacy, and also their relationships. Jeezy talked about his divorce and what got him to that point. What happens when a man gets to the point where they're just like, okay, I'm filing for divorce? Integrity intact. I, I could never say anything that would. Just not honor somebody. That Absolutely. Is. But I can tell you that this has not been an easy journey. I can tell you that I'm saddened. I can mm -hmm. tell you that I'm disappointed. I can tell you that I'm uneasy. But again, God has put me in a different path. And that path is going to entail for me to take care of myself. You know, and I can only do what I can do. Right. And right I can't then. expect someone else to do what I'm doing. But did you go to therapy with her? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Right. So you actually addressed it, right. tried to work through it, mm -hmm. tried to do the work, mm -hmm. and it just was like not happening. No. Well, then it, you tried. <laughs> well, that's some good therapy. Mm -hmm. F it, you tried. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and again, that's Jeezy talking to Nia Long, and then uh, Nia Long discussed her breakup. You know, I had a really public breakup recently. It was a wake-up call for me in the sense of like, okay, you're going to do this on your own and you're going to be fine because the relationship was rocky for a very long time. So because mm. I don't believe another person can break anyone up. Right. Like, I just don't. I don't buy that. Right? right. To your point with your son, I think my older son saw me trying to keep the family together. Mm. But I had to come to a place where 
loving myself uh-huh. was bigger and more important than saving anybody. Well, if you can't, if you got to save your star player, if your star player is not doing good, the team Can is we not talk players? Can we use a different... From, can we say, yeah. like, stay, the best horse in the race? <laughs> can we drop one of Clues Bombs for the magic? The magic that black women, especially black women stars from the 90s, possess. It's unmatched. Because... Long, yeah. Because what reason would Jeezy have to be sitting in front of Neil Long spilling his guts like this other than he's a fan of Love Jones? <laughs> yeah, but it's amazing. <laughs> I'm saying it's, I, it's yes, amazing. It is incredible. Yes. But what reason? You're right. Other than you uh, loved her in Boys in the Hood and Soul Food, would you have to be sitting in front of Neil Long spilling your guts the way that he did? As, as, as uh, private as Jeezy is. That's crazy, right? And as much as Jeezy don't like to talk about nothing. And you give your first statements on your divorce to uh, the good sister Nia Long, not mad at it. Nah, but drop one of Clues Bombs for the uh, magic that black women, especially from the 90s, possess. It is something about them, isn't it? Right. You got to check out the full interview. And and, and I, he also talks about trauma and, and uh, how he was uh, molested as a child. What was the activation moment of trauma for you? The first was being left with a babysitter. There was a woman that was older than me and her, you know, touching and doing things to me that don't normally happen to kids. Right? Like molesting. Right, basically. Yeah. So I, I was introduced to sex at a very really young age. Really young? Yeah. Second thing was that I had this lady that lived next door to us in an apartment. She was married to this guy. They had two kids. Yeah. And it was around my age. And I used to hang out with them. And I was there one day. They got into an argument and I heard them. You know, and I heard that saying before. I, yeah, you, I, you wait till I get back. I'll be right back. And I heard some yelling and all I heard was, he killed his the wife. He, he didn't kill her. He shot her like four times. Oh my god! Right, and eventually they found me under the sink when the police and everything was there. But I just, you know, they just stuck with me. I love it, man. Brothers is having conversations that yeah. we don't normally have. Okay, I've told y'all I've got I got different scenarios, but the fact brothers are discussing these taboo things openly, we are healing. We are healing. You hear me? Yeah, you well, hear me? well, like I said, you, you guys definitely need to check out the Jeezy and Nia Long conversation. I do want to play one more part, and this is a conversation that, uh, a, a call he received from Farrakhan. I, when I got out of jail, I was at the lowest point in my life. I did everything right, and I got caught up. I had uh, Minister Farrakhan calling me every other day like, Jeezy, brother, the enemy's coming. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? So Why is he calling you? He called me and said, brother Jeezy, your message is changing. The enemy is coming to get you. I said, with all due respect, Mr. Farrakhan, all my enemies in my neighborhood, I'm not going back there no time soon. He said, yeah. no, the enemy. But he was saying was that my message was changing and I was starting to educate my people. Oh, right? wow. And now here comes the enemy. And he wasn't lying. It was, it was when I got to that arena to do my show in front of 30,000 people, mm-hmm. it was my time to go on stage. It was maybe 70 police back there waiting to take me to jail. It was a, span of my life maybe like three years probably shortly after my first album like I, I it was shootout the shootout it, it, like I've been in shootouts with my dad being right there and it's like a combo of everything well you always gotta heed the minister warnings mm-hmm. you know you gotta heed the, uh, the warnings from the minister but also know uh, you are divinely protected Mm-hmm. So weapons may form, but they will not prosper. You hear me? All right. You well, hear me? Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. Teslin Figaro will be joining us. And also, 
Doug Melville will be joining us. He has a new book called Invisible Generals. That's right, man. It tells the amazing true story of America's first black generals, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Jr., uh, a father and son who helped integrate the American military and created the Tuskegee Airmen. And it is the latest release of my book in print, Black Privilege Publishing, via Simon & Schuster. So can't wait to sit and chop it up with Doug. I had Doug uh, on The Daily Show mm -hmm. with me last week, too. So it's a pleasure to have him on Breakfast Club this morning as well. All right. Well, we'll get to front page news next. It don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What's up, Tiz? What's going on, DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy? Peace, Tiz. <laughs> now, let's talk about this gentleman that uh, was arrested across uh, Union Station. Now, is this the same guy that they crashed into the gate and, and when the cops pulled him out, they had guns on him? Is that the same story? I, I don't know. The, it, we have so many stories like that, so I don't know exactly one which one you're, you're referring to. But this was yesterday. It was trending yesterday uh, about a guy uh, who was at Union Station and had a AR-15. Uh, he was arrested. Let's take a listen. We were briefed by U.S. Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger, who identified the suspect as Amir LaVon Morell from Atlanta, Georgia. Chief Manger says that Morell was walking through this park carrying a weapon that resembled an AR-15 when someone spotted him and then alerted Capitol Police. Is that the one you were talking about? Because I, I want to make sure we're, we're talking about the same one. But the officers on this one said that he appeared to be dealing with some mental health, health issues. Mm. Uh, but they can confirm that that was just based on their conversations. They do not know why he was in the park with a gun. Uh, and it is an ongoing investigation. So, yeah, they did arrest him. But I'm not sure that's the, the uh, video you were referring to. Now, now I heard, uh, I guess, I thought I heard another man, I guess, was around the same area, had a, a gun as well. And they said the gun was, uh, it was, uh, I guess, a, a handgun, but it was... I guess some type of way it was armed where it could just be an automatic handgun. And I guess he was arrested yesterday too, but... Might know. be the same story. They're, they're saying this was an AR-15, but uh, in the report that I read, it was pretty clear that it was uh, an AR-15, so not not sure. Gotcha. Hopefully we didn't have two people going to the Capitol uh, yesterday That's doing crazy. that, so mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's the same story. Now let's talk about the third officer charged in McLean's death found not guilty. Elijah McLean. Yeah, we yeah, we were co we covered this uh, last week uh, when we I believe it was last week when this uh, one of the officers was found not guilty. So a jury found Colorado police officer Nathan Woodward not guilty again uh, in the death. As a reminder, this is the case where the three police officers responded to a call about a suspicious person uh, that was just walking. Elijah was just walking to the store. They restrained him in a chokehold and he passed away. So to recap, one officer was convicted of negligent homicide and third de degree assault, uh, but the other two officers were found not guilty. This is the second one. And then there are still two paramedics uh, who are waiting trial later this month. Yeah, I don't I don't understand how that works ever. Like, if you're going to charge one police officer, you got to charge all of them because, you know, isn't, aren't they accessories to murder? If they just stood around and watched this young man, you know, die and they didn't intervene to stop this young man from getting killed, shouldn't they be charged with murder too? Or some type of... They should be charged with something. Well, they were charged, but they, they were found not guilty. Yeah, so how? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, how? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, especially again, this is just it kind of reminds me again of Trayvon Martin. You know, he was just going to the store, mind his right. business, mm -hmm. and just you know, hey, you look suspicious. So really, really unfortunate story. And prayers to his mother. I wonder I how officers like that live with themselves, man. Like once you, yeah. once they, once they uh, take a step back and they start this, I'm sure they see the same videos we see of Elijah mm -hmm. McClain, and you start to hear what kind of kid he was. How do they live with themselves knowing they killed this innocent young man? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Do they take a step back? You know, that's the question. A lot of them step right in another position in, in another uh, 
uh, uh, another police department, unfortunately, which is why we keep trying to push, you know, push that as an issue that it should have a database and these officers should not be able to be rehired. If nothing else, you need to find another career. So hopefully they do take a step back. But I don't know, Charlamagne, I don't know if a lot of them do. You know, oh, no, yeah, really yeah, I'm just talking about emotionally and mentally. I ain't talking about professionally, but I'm, at some point you take a life, you, t you still got to reflect on that life at some point. Right. When you start to realize who that person was, you got to realize like, damn, I messed up. Yeah, hope so. But want to end on a positive note. I hey, we have to end on a negative note. Uh, Jess hilarious, Desi and Glenn Tattoo Man Page. They held it down yesterday in Detroit, so I wanted to give them a shout out with that. And then shout out to my team on Tez on Ten. We did premiere the show last night. Had a premiere party at the Revolt Studios. I'm here now in Atlanta, so that was a really really good time. So I wanted Jeez. to just great positive things going on as well. But still got to cover the other stuff. I wanted to end on a positive note. Well, congratulations again. Thank you. All and, right. and make sure you uh, subscribe to Tesla Figaro's podcast, the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network and follow at Tesla Figaro on all social media platforms. All right. Now, when we come back, Doug Melville will be joining us. He's an author. He has a new book out yes. on Charlemagne's imprint. It's called Invisible Generals. That's right. Um, Invisible Generals tells the amazing true story of America's first black generals, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Jr., a father and son who helped integrate the American military and create the Tuskegee Airmen. 11-11 uh, is Veterans Day. That's right around the corner. So this book is very timely, man, and this conversation will be very timely, too. So I can't wait to sit and talk to my guy, Doug Melville. All right. We'll get into that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. We have the brother, Doug Melville. Welcome. How you doing today, gentlemen? How's How life feeling? today? Man, How's life happy today? to see you. It is release week for us, man. This Invisible is it. Generals is out. Uh, it is the new uh, release off my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing with Simon and Schuster, man. Happy to be able to put this into the world. Tell them what Invisible Generals is. Yeah, so uh, Invisible Generals is my family story of America's first two black generals. Mm -hmm. um, and these two gentlemen, a father and a son, were critical to the integration of the United States of America's military, mm -hmm. which was 75 years ago this year. And also were the two men responsible for getting the legislation passed to create the Tuskegee Airmen, mm -hmm. and then the son commanded the Tuskegee Airmen. So mm -hmm. these two men did so much in history, and out of the 335,000 people in the military at the start of World War II, mm -hmm. there was only two black officers, wow. a father and a son, and they were the invisible generals, treated as if they were invisible as a way to get them to resign, drop out, or get dishonorably discharged from the military, mm -hmm. but they used it as a superpower to help change America. When did wow. you, know, you know that was going to be the title of the book? Um, probably from the beginning. You know, my dad, that was kind of how he presented the story to me about Ben and his father uh, as the Invisible Generals, and I just liked the way it sounded. He said it kind of in passing to me, but... It was something that, you know, stuck on. And, and the more I researched and the more I got involved in it, the more you realized they were really treated like they were invisible. No mm -hmm. one talked to them. They were silent. So uh, that was a title that I thought was fitting. Not only them, their contributions. We talked about this on The Daily Show a little bit, but I, it, it's mm -hmm. so fascinating to me. Like, yeah, tell them what, what they helped create. Yeah, yeah, create. yeah. So um, a lot of times, you know, when you talk about veterans or you talk about people in the military, you only talk about their military service. Mm -hmm. But the reality is there's so many more contributions. So Ben Davis Jr., the youngest of the two invisible generals, when he retired in 1970 from the military, he then went on to work at the Pentagon and he was responsible for leading the efforts to create 
what is now known as the TSA. So mm-hmm. there was only two airports in the whole United States that had commercial security, and there was a lot of hijackings and skyjacking. So when he came from the military, he said, the first thing that I should do is try to, clients were starting to feel really uneasy. And back then, hijackers would board the airplane, take out weapons, they would run down the aisle, take everybody's jewels, and then open the door and parachute out. What? So this happened 70, 80, 90 times a month. I mean, if you look at the statistics, it's crazy, but airlines were just getting started at the level and scale that we know them today. So he said, we have to make sure that aviation is safe. And it was key to do the proper communication because he didn't want people to get scared and then not want to fly because you make everybody nervous to travel and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So he said, there's two things that we have to do. Number one, we need to have people undercover and have them federally regulated to make sure like, you know, passenger 57, like Wesley Snipes, you know, he has to go on here and like protect the plane. And he oversaw the training of 4,000 officers who ended up being the first federally funded air marshal or sky marshal program. So that was one solution. And the second solution was take the two airports in DC that had commercial security and see how he could replicate that using x-rays and using metal detectors for luggages and people to ensure that they were safe when they went in. So this man did both of these contributions and people never heard of them. Yet right. we use That's these crazy. things all day, every day. Yeah, we don't even think about limit? it. Come on, man. Um, now, I was going to ask, so when, when he did it so far, so long ago, mm-hmm. why did it take so long for the whole world to jump? Was it, was it the 9-11 fear and... and- Yeah, 9-11 fear was when TSA, you know, kind of upped their game a little bit and became a little bit more of a federally funded and centralized because each airport was doing it somewhat individually. They had the federal standards, but each airport had a little... You remember before 9-11, you would kind of go to You could walk to the gate, yeah. One minute early, you'd be like, oh, went off in your pocket. They'd be like, you're so crazy. (laughs) What's going on here? So that was when it became what we most people know of it today, but... Mm -hmm. You know, he did these uh, under the guidance of the president at the time, and it was important that he made aviation safe. So that's one of the stories I share in the book is how can we not know these stories? Mm-hmm. And then the speed limit, like that's crazy to even think that there was a time where there was no speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this was under uh, the Carter administration. Uh, those two were under the Nixon administration, but under the Carter administration, he went and uh, they brought him on in 1975 to be mm-hmm. a special assistant to help uh, create a national speed limit. So it was. It served two different purposes. Part of the purposes was to uh, ensure that maximize gas because there was a gas shortage and they wanted everybody to drive, you know, at a at a rate that would maximize the RPMs of the car. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of it was to federalize a national speed limit because there was a lot of confusion in the states, truck drivers ticketing, but people didn't want it, you know. And uh, it was really his last assignment, and some would argue he got. You know, that was his last assignment because everybody was writing letters going, we hate the 55 mile an hour speed limit. It was 65. You lowered it. You're, I bought this fast car. I hate it. So it, he was nicknamed Mr. 55, but it wasn't something at the time that was very complimentary. People really thought it was uh, more of a burden, but he was the one who made sure that was put into a federal law. So I'll, so my question is, is this is a lot, right? It's a lot. So you it's talk about TSA. You talk about, you know, what he did in the military and... You know, even the speed limit. Mm -hmm. What made you want to share this story? What was the the point where you said, I want to share this story? Yeah. So, um, you know, it it came out in an unexpected way. So I was invited to a screening of the movie Red Tails. Mm -hmm. And um, Terrence Howard in the movie uh, was the commander of the Red Tails. And uh, we're all there. It's the Red Tails. It's, you know, a bunch of 
you know, actual Tuskegee Airmen on one side and then the actors on the other side and I'm in the middle and they, they're like, Doug, we, we, this is the screening of Red Tails. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And then we get down to the screening and he comes on the screen and his name was changed. Dang. And I was like, what? Colonel Bullard? Who is that? So I'm furious and I, I leave and there's an after party and I start asking people at the party, who's who changed the names? And they're like, oh, Doug, this is Hollywood. This isn't a documentary. This is this is a movie that fictionalizes the Red Tails. And I go, yeah, but all the families are here and all the names are changed. That's true. And I went home and I said, dad, this is you know outrageous. And my dad laughed at me and goes, Doug, <laughs> if you think changing the names are bad, let me tell you how I was raised and how Ben and his father helped raise me and how they lived as if they were invisible because our lives were threatened. And then he shared with me the story and that kind of sent me on a journey to start researching and going in because even my dad found out things during this process um, that he didn't know about. And uh, it was it was an incredible experience to go do that. All right, we got more with Doug Melville when we come back. His book, Invisible Generals, is out right now, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, 
time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Doug Melville. His book, Invisible Generals, is out right now. Charlemagne? That, t- talk to us about, uh, you know, why telling these stories is so important for, for, for the families to retain ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so my biggest thing of, like, my purpose was when I started finding out after Red Tails, the families of these movies that we watch don't necessarily get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, the family of, of other movies, Devotion or... You know, Red Tail. Sometimes the families are brought on as advisors, but there's not necessarily a name and likeness fee. There's no creative input from the families necessarily. So the more I started researching this, the more I realized is that the people who film the story or write the story own the story because mm-hmm. people in the military are public servants. So it's all public domain. Mm-hmm. So all these stories of congressmen, elected officials, military veterans, anyone in the public sector, anyone can tell your story and you don't have to get paid for it. So I said, there is no way that this story is going to survive and have someone else swoop in, tell the story how they want, own the rights to the story, and then here the family is, doesn't get any rights for the name or the story. It's crazy. I love the title of uh, the chapter, Extraordinary Just to be Ordinary. Mm -hmm. Explain that. So extraordinary just to be ordinary was kind of like that rule that maybe your family gave you that you got to work twice as hard <laughs> to get half as That's much. Right. That's right. You know, this is basic your, stuff. Your black that, family, by the way, yeah, if anybody yeah. listening. <laughs> black family. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a thing that you're raised with. You know, my dad would always say, Doug, C is for garbage man. And I would say, no, dad, you know, Billy got a C or other people. And he's like, nah, nah, Doug, nah, nah. You can't get a C. Mm. So I think Extraordinary Just to Be Ordinary was really the plight of these two men graduate, uh, are the only two officers in the United States of America, and now they can't be in charge of anybody because the military is segregated. So their job was to go uh, to black colleges and teach ROTC. Mm -hmm. So for four years, they go to all these black colleges, and this is when the black graduation rate was under 10%. So the literacy rate was low. They go to all these black colleges, two officers that should be in charge of people going into battle and they're teaching military war college but they didn't complain they said what we're going to do is we're going to tell these men you're black men keep your chin up keep your head up focus on the dream write a goal on the wall and one day this country is going to call you and need your service at the start of world war ii black pilots were needed and all those men that they taught ended up being the fifteen thousand tuskegee airmen that went down to Alabama, and that was the creation of what the Tuskegee Airmen became. So when I said extraordinary just to Mm -hmm. be ordinary, you have to sometimes be 10 times qualified just to get a job that that, uh, someone else did 
with a different background that you just, you know, they just walked right into it. And, you know, crazy, this is real-life stuff. I mean, this is like all of us. You know, you see someone got 10 PhDs, and then this guy's like, oh, yeah, but my uncle did it. <laughs> yeah, true. Right. You know. <laughs> so what's your, what's your thought on, on military now, and especially the way that they treated your family members mm-hmm. and the way they've consistently treated black military men? What, what's your thoughts on it now? I think the military is evolving. You know, I kind of look at it as like a heartbeat. You know, it just goes in and out, in and out. I think the military now is in the best place it's ever been. There's more people looking at this subject than ever before. There's more people talking about it. There's more eyeballs on it. But just like any big organization or institution, you know, more can always be done. But mm-hmm. I think if you look at our Joint Chiefs of Staff, General C.Q. Brown, you know, uh, General Austin, you know, the top generals in the whole United States of America are are black men or men of color. So the military really has made a, a conscious effort to do better. And I think a lot of people are making an effort. I think the challenge is, is that the the receiver of the effort, the people that benefit the most, always feel like everything's going too slow. Oh, why is it not moving faster? Oh, by the time I do this, I'm going to you know be too old. So the military is trying to evolve, and I think uh, that's all you could really ask. But I think it's our responsibility to also evolve it by bringing facts and stories that change the narrative black people in the military their stories have been made invisible or have been erased just like with you know um redlining i mean there's so many stories of all these different black communities flooded to become lakes you know you look at central park i mean you look at all these different things and say what everything it keeps getting erased and deleted so if we don't go back and ask our fathers and grandfathers and uncles and aunts what happened back in the day we're never going to really get the real story. And then we have to take everybody at their word. And that word may have been skewed or biased based on the people who wrote the word, based on historians, based on what people chose to feel was valuable in writing. You know what I love, man? I love the fact that, you know, when you look at all the books that are being banned and you look mm-hmm. at things like critical race theory and how they're really trying to erase so many of mm-hmm. black people's contributions. This is why books like Invisible General are so important. How yeah. do you feel about that? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I actually, asked, funny enough, Char, I, I asked if I could have a book ban meeting because I wanted to understand what constitutes a banned book. Hilarious. And I asked, I called everybody, and I, we had a Zoom, and I said, excuse me, can I have a, can I request a banned book meeting? And they all get on the phone, and they were explaining to me, if you bring up a side of alternative history, then that could be considered to be a banned Is book. Is there such thing as alternative history? It's either history or it's not. Well, that's right, but yeah. it's it's alternative to what the, is the general understood history that came out. So, so it's, it's very subjective. It's the truth. Yeah. Don't present the truth <laughs> right. about history. Don't be showing up here with a new story that no one ever heard of and that's then true. try to get it put into the schools. But the thing about the banned books that's so wild, and think about it, we don't ban websites. Mm-hmm. We don't ban anything on streaming. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the book and something about the written word that everything stems off of that people want to ban. And it's just really odd for me. But the result of that meeting was they said that in the state of Florida, in the state of Texas, public schools and universities, sometimes public libraries may not actually carry the book due to the book ban. And it may actually end up on a list. That's crazy. Wow. And in, in the book, you also say a father figure inspires his men to achieve. I love that. Can you yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Ben Davis Jr. was really the the many of the Tuskegee Airmen, the ones that are still alive or you read stories. They looked at him as a father figure. And actually, um, Ben Davis Jr. had no biological kids of his own. But my dad was his oldest nephew. And when he found out his wife couldn't bear children, 
he wanted the same relationship with his son that his dad had with him. And they went to Connecticut and, and got my dad at seven, brought him down to Tuskegee. And my dad was raised by him and his wife, Agatha. And I just look at that and say, you don't have to do that. You know, you're, you're fighting all these other people. You're doing all this work and you still want to go and be that extra father figure. So that was really, you know, where he sat in my family, but also for all the Tuskegee Airmen, they always say, if it wasn't for Ben Davis, you know, he would always say, you have to use the system to defuse the system. And that was his big line to the men. Don't start. Use the system to defuse yeah. the system. Ooh, I like that. Don't go out here trying to do too much. Mm -hmm. Just use the system to defuse the system. Mm. First, you got to get in the system. Mm -hmm. Then once you're in the system, you got to have a voice. Then once you have a voice, then you get a vote. Once you get a vote, then you can make policy. And that could take 20, 30 years. But if you want to change the way things are, I mean, it's our responsibility to do it. All right, we got more with Doug Melville when we come back. His book, Invisible Generals, is out right now, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Doug Melville is here. He has a new book on Charlemagne's imprint. It's called Invisible Generals. Charlemagne? Now let's talk about the Million Dollar Star Chapter, too, because you say sometimes you're tolerated but not celebrated. Other times you're celebrated but not compensated. So yeah. which is more important, <laughs> being celebrated or compensated? Yeah, so the Million Dollar Star chapter I talk about. Uh, so Ben didn't get his fourth star in 1967 under LBJ. He retired in 1970. He should have been a four-star general. Mm -hmm. So 30-plus years go by. Luckily, Senator John McCain vouched after many, many attempts to get him his fourth star that he rightly deserved. Wow. So finally, the bill passes. Uh, it was actually written into a defense bill. And part of the stipulation, there was two stipulations. Number one was you're going to retire under, uh, you're going to get the four star under retirement. So not active duty, which is standard. But number two was the family would not get one penny of compensation wow. for the 30 years past mm. or the years forward. And it caused a whole argument in the family. And his wife of over 60 years does not go to the ceremony. She says, we will not go all the things the United States did to us. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to pay us, but you want to give us the star. So when I say go where you're celebrated, not tolerated, mm. I really mean that. Mm -hmm. But then don't go where you're not compensated. Ooh. Because that happens every day. You know, people that are historically oppressed are paid with opportunity in lieu of money. And this is something that we have to make sure we tell our children, mm -hmm. our family members. When you don't have any money, people pay you with opportunity, which is good. And opportunity cases. lead to money, though. It can, but you have to have that time. Mm -hmm. And when you need that hand to mouth situation where you don't have that money, rents due, car payment, etc., then you have to really do the best you can do. And then you feel like you're the opportunity is not uh, confirmed. Gotcha. You know, it's like you just. It's like the opportunity bank. Is it real? Mm -hmm. You know, and for, you know, some people that have money, you could buy time. But if you don't have any money, opportunity is great, but it doesn't really mean anything without that money. With all these stories, listening to your, your family members in the military, did you ever want to go into the military? Hell no. <laughs> Yo, Envy, listen, I can't do all that. I want to tell jokes and laugh mm -hmm. and, you know, shuck it up and like, hey, what you guys doing when we going out tonight? <laughs> you know, when we play in spades, I'm trying to do the like fun, cool thing. Mm -hmm. That military, when they said you got to get up, eat up, sit straight, iron, make your bed. I was like, whoa, take mm -hmm. it easy. Take mm -hmm. it easy. I'm trying to go to college <laughs> and live yeah. my college experience. Right, right. I'm not trying to go to the military. They never promoted it good or bad. 
And I think um, sometimes when we talk about Veterans Day, we forget sometimes people aren't in the military, but they still live a veteran family life. But uh, I can tell you one thing. I think the military, it's a hard assignment. It's like West Point is like Harvard, but also with PT. Mm -hmm. You know, you still got to go through all the exercises and everything. But I'm not really trying to do all that. I'm trying to laugh it up. Gotcha. Hang out with the fellas. You know, what we're doing on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You know, Mm -hmm. military is like, get one day off, quick. Eat up, stand up, sit up. I'm like, (laughs) oh, man, I can't do all that. So what do you hope people take from reading Invisible Generals, man? I would like people to uh, get from Invisible Generals. First off, we need to support our veterans and tell mm-hmm. our stories of our veterans. That's right. And I think that's the main thing I want people to do is take a minute, love thy veteran. Mm-hmm. Veterans Day right around the corner. Veterans Day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We need to be out here loving the mm-hmm. veterans, hyping them up. 11-11. Being positive. Mm-hmm. Looking at them as not people running around in fatigues, but people all in the world, CEOs, CFOs, COOs. I think that's so important. And then the next thing I want people to take out of this book is I want everybody to own their own story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have got to write your family story. Charlemagne, Envy, everybody. You know, we write memoirs sometimes, but sometimes you have to go back two or three generations, understand the jet fuel that your family worked for and that right. generational collateral mm-hmm. and see can you actually continue something you're not lost you didn't just get dropped here but i want people to take that time to look on their couch before their family members pass away and say hey you know what i'm saying let's go out here let's learn about our family because i switched my career to become a diversity officer in corporate america when i found out my family story you know i was working in la for magic johnson Mm -hmm. and he was teaching me what diversity was but I wasn't doing a diversity in a corporate environment. But the second that I found out my family story, I say, you know what? I'm gonna make sure I make those who are invisible visible in corporate environments. And that was because I asked the people on my couch what they lived through. So if there's one thing to take out of it, that's what it would be. Absolutely. Veterans Day is eleven eleven. That's right. Right? Eleven eleven at one eleven. That's the time uh, World War One ended. Mm-hmm. So make sure <laughs> make sure to do something great for a veteran this week. You know, I've said this a million times. I hate how this country treats its veterans. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I hate more than seeing somebody who's fought for this country on the side of the road with a sign begging for change. Like I feel like veterans should get free room and board. Absolutely, I think they should get free health care, and I think they should get a stipend every month to you know take care of whatever they need to take care of. So yeah, and especially yeah. mental health. Absolutely. Um, you know the amount of veterans that commit suicide, the amount of veterans that are homeless, and you know their benefits get cut off, their work skills may not be tight. So I think you know we could all just learn a lot and realize that you know their experience was just five minutes ago, but we do need to do something for the veterans. And today's election day. Uh, Veterans Day is is just coming up this weekend, so try to do something. There you go. Well, make sure y'all go pick up That's Invisible right. Generals. It is available everywhere you buy books right now. You can this go to Amazon. It. You can go to Barnes & Nobles. You can go into the Barnes & Noble bookstore, local bookstores. Invisible Generals, man, the latest release off my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing with Simon & Schuster, Atria Simon & Schuster. So, Doug, Thank you, brother. Doug Melville. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. And where can they find you? And I want to just thank you, Charlemagne, for believing in the story. Absolutely. It's it's just the beginning, man. We got documentaries, books, movies. Yeah, Yeah, we got all that. We getting paid. What's up? (laughs) Where's that cheese at? (laughs) It's Doug Uh, Melville. (laughs) It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, 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 hey. Ow, ow, ow. Salute to my guy, Doug Melville, man. Make sure you go pick up Invisible Generals, man. It's in bookstores right now. Now, 
Yes. The amazing true story of America's first black generals, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Jr., man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the latest release off my book imprint, Black Privilege, published via Simon & Schuster. So go get that. Right in time for Veterans Day. Yeah, shout to the uh, Breakfast Club producers. Uh, the, some of the women up here were putting me on to some of the things that they are into like one you know one uh, Sydney one of the producers talk, was talking about cats and how she has a cat and, and all of the stuff that she goes with cats and then sounds we- about right <laughs> I think they all a bunch of future cat women if you ask me you know what you know what okay you ask Uncle Charlotte I've been telling them that for the longest I'm glad they're finally embracing it oh boy okay. alright you know what forget it let's get to the rumors let's talk <laughs> Lori Harvey rumor has it rumor rumor has it call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty pat I'm gossiping <laughs> This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. All right. Now, Lori Harvey and Damson Idris, they're saying split after one year of dating. Yesterday, they put out a joint statement. They uh, they said, uh, we are at a point in our lives where our individual paths require our full attention and dedication. We part ways, remaining friends with nothing but love and respect for each other and the time we share together. They put out a statement? Yes. Man, Lori must have liked him. Lori usually don't be putting out no statement after she dumped these hoes. So I'm going to close my for Lori Harvey. Damn it. Team Lori over here, okay? Damn it, man. All right, y'all ain't learned nothing from reading Steve Harvey, Harvey's book, but Lori did. <laughs> Lori did. All right? Lori read Pop's book, okay? And Lori applying the rules to that book correctly. All right? Jesus. All right. Sorry for those fellas out there. Act man. like a lady, think like a nigga. Drop on a cruise bomb for Lori Harvey. The new book from Lori Harvey coming soon. Okay? At least he got a press at least he got a uh, press release. He did press get a press statement. release, yeah. Okay. Because I don't think Future didn't get one, Michael B. Jordan Nothing. didn't get one. Nothing. Nah. Lewis Hamilton didn't get one. I don't even know who that is. Oh, it's the race, race car, car driver? driver, yeah. Oh, okay. None of them got one. Damn it. All right. Well, Timberland, uh, people were mad at Timberland. That's because he was doing an interview and he said that maybe Justin Timberlake should have put a muzzle on Britney Spears. Tanya River is making headlines again uh, because of Britney's memoir. She's saying that she's all crazy, right? <laughs> I want to call some JT, but you got to put a muzzle on that girl. <laughs> Well, people were upset about that. Britney Spears was super, super, uh, super, super upset about it. They said, uh, here's some of the comments. If you see Tim Land talking ish about Britney, it's because she refused to work with him in 2006 after he begged her to work with him. Somebody said, Timberland who? Somebody else said, Timberland is a waste of uh, sperm for being disrespectful to Britney Spears. Uh, the loser can go to hell. Well, man, Timbo wasn't talking, and that was not disrespectful. Timbo was from Virginia, man. That's how country folk talk. He was even you. You could you could hear it was it was kind of in jest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, stop. But we know Timberland as a person, so we know I Timberland know, is not off. not that type of person. But Timberland did apologize for you know for uh, hurting the fans' feelings and 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 taking a quote unquote. Shit. Women, hell yeah, to all the Britney fans out. You right? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Muzzle. You know, it's, it's just certain words that don't like a dog. Like, she's not no dog. What the freak am I saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, you know how you just got too comfortable. Just, 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 just rambling at the mouth. It's just, don't know what you're talking about. That's Justin Timberlake, you know. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's none of my business. Well, if you felt like you owed her an apology, there's nothing wrong with that either. Mm-hmm. You know, apologizing. But that is a, a moment where he was talking freely in front of people he probably wouldn't, shouldn't have been talking freely in front of. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, uh, and Tyler Perry, he was on The View talking about uh, a new project oh, that's coming out uh, that's dedicated to his late mother. Uh, he was talking to the host, Sarah Haynes, and, and started tearing up a little bit when talking about his mom. 
it was so well done. Yeah. Oh, so thank you. Really, I'm very proud of them. They did a great yeah. job. Thank when you. I met Maxine through all of it, yeah. I didn't know her. Yeah. Um, but it shows just how much you endured as a child. You okay, a wait a minute. That one took me. But you met. Oh, <laughs> that that. Yeah. You met my mother through it, man. That's wow. <laughs> You really got me there. I'm sorry. I need to get myself together. Hello. Yeah. Hell, hell. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're talking about the... Yes. Yes. I just imagine a woman who's lived her entire life with so much pain. Yeah. And she was always worried about everybody else. And I think I watched her get sick. I watched her get cancer. I watched her have all of these things because her intention was, are you happy? Are you okay? She never put herself on the list. So to say that this documentary that Galila and Imani did about my life introduces her to the world, that, that, that moves me. Mm. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, Tyler Perry documentary, Maxine's Baby. Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing that documentary uh, some months ago, and it is very, 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 very powerful. Mm -hmm. One of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time. And, you know, it is, you know, when you watch the documentary, you realize it is the greatest honor a son could give mm -hmm. his mother, you know, because he, he was God's gift to her, and she shared her gift with the world. It's a very inspiring documentary, man. Absolutely. Can't wait till people see it. It's called Maxine's Baby, The Tyler Perry Story. That's right. And when you watch it, man, there's so many gems in it, because, you know, you're going to feel... You know, I feel like watching it, when I watched it, you know, men, we don't really unpack a lot of issues with our, with our fathers or father figures, but, you know, Tyler Perry does that a lot in this documentary. And I think, you know, unpacking, you know, our issues with our fathers, our father figures is imperative to our healing. All right. So, yeah, I can't wait till everybody gets to see uh, Maxine's baby. All right. And salute to Tyler Perry. And that is... I think it's coming on Amazon. Amazon? Mistaken. Yeah. Okay. And that is your rumor report. All right. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Man, four after the hour, okay? I need... Who the hell am I giving donkey to? So much going on this morning. Oh, man, a guy named Marcus <laughs> A. Stapleton. He's actually from New Jersey, right right over the bridge, man. He's 35 years old, mm -hmm. and it is a lesson to be learned in this. I don't know if it's a lesson that'll ever be corrected because, you know, we're talking about systems here, and these systems are working the way that they designed to work, but we'll discuss. All right, we'll get into that next, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound feet of torque. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Damn, the hee-haw again. It's time for Donkey of the Day. I'm ain't trying to be Donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I I'm not making these people do these things. Called Donkey of the Day, and it really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the Donkey of the Day today? Well, Jess Hilarious, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, November 8th, goes to 35-year-old Marcus A. Stapleton. Now, I believe Marcus is from New Jersey. He was in prison in New Jersey, so I'm assuming he's from New Jersey. But according to police, he has a lengthy criminal record, and he was just released from prison uh, in New Jersey. Now, I don't know what he was in prison for, and I know there are a lot of people right now listening to me in the county jail, listening to me in prison, and they are dreaming of being released. Some of them have release dates, some of them don't, some are coming home sooner than others, but the moral of the story is all of them are dreaming about coming home. What are some of the first things folks want to do when they get out of prison? Number one is just simple socialization. Okay, getting back acclimated with society, small dinner, you know, meet up with some friends. Of course, if you have a lady in your life, connecting with her, getting some cheeks. Okay, if you got kids, going to love on them. Finding a job. Most brothers, when they get out of prison, are simply trying to do everything they can to not go back. Well, Marcus A. Stapleton clearly is not like most brothers. See, Marcus got released from prison. And the first thing he did, I'm talking the very first thing he did, was find a way to go back. In fact, he found a way to celebrate. I don't know why he thought this was a celebration, but let's go to Q104. It's Jim Kerr for the report, please. 
A man just released from prison in New Jersey celebrated the accomplishment by stealing an ambulance, smashing into a convenience store, and hitting a state police cruiser. Mm. Marcus A. Stapleton, age 35, is accused of crashing the vehicle and then fleeing on foot before being captured inside a nearby factory. The incident occurred shortly after 1 a.m. Monday when Stapleton told the convenience store clerk he had a body in the ambulance and needed directions. The clerk gave the directions and then immediately called 911. Stapleton then went back to the store asking for more directions. That's when the suspect hopped back into the ambulance and drove it into the front of the store before Mm. driving off. Two police officers then stopped their cruiser in the street, hoping to stop the ambulance. However, the vehicle did not stop, instead hitting the passenger side front fender of the cruiser. That's when Stapleton fled on foot and attempted to hide before cops busted him. Stapleton has been charged with theft, aggravated assault, and other related charges. Need I remind you, he did all of this immediately after just being released from prison. Immediately, ASAP, okay? Now, uh, they said he's a disabled veteran and was staying with his wife. Well, that's what he said. He said he's a disabled veteran and was staying with his wife after getting out of jail in Bergen uh, City, New Jersey. Marcus. If you got a wife, you're not acting like it. Because after being in prison, I would have been trying to do everything in my power to stay up under my wife's cheeks, okay? You, sir, acting like you left Bay behind bars. Maybe he All did. right? The man must got a boyfriend in there. Only logical explanation, mm-hmm. okay? He told Boo, I'll be back in time to spend Thanksgiving with you. And man, is he keeping promises, okay? Police said he has a lengthy criminal record, all mm-hmm. right? This man is institutionalized. He has no idea how to operate outside of prison. All those things... You know, I described to you getting a job, getting acclimated to society. That's too much for him. All right. See, he didn't even get out and commit a crime that had anything to do with trying to get some money. He wasn't even trying to get back on his feet. He got out, stole an ambulance and drove into the wall of a convenience store and then hit a state police cruiser. That man was trying to get back to the boo, the boyfriend he left behind. All right. To quote a future NBA Hall of Famer, he was thinking about that meat. All right, Marcus A. Stapleton had that meat on his mind, and he wanted to get back to it because there ain't no way. All right, some people just career criminals, man. And if these prisons, these jails, were the correctional facilities they claim to be, then maybe, just maybe, they could get this brother the mental and emotional help he needs to become a productive citizen in this society. If this man could earn a trade in prison, uh, get a higher level of education, get some mental health treatment, then he would he would have some tools to help him land on his feet when he's released from prison. I used the term get back on his feet earlier, and we use that term a lot when we talk about uh, brothers and sisters getting released from prison. I think we got to erase that from our lexicon because that's not the way it should be. If you spend all this time in a so-called correctional facility, you should actually be released from prison on your feet. You should actually be released standing on business. All right, because if these facilities were actual correctional institutions, folks would acquire a whole new set of skills that they could use in the real world. Okay, but all these places do is strip you of dignity. Folks can't even self-educate themselves anymore because they ban so many books in prison. So if you don't let people educate themselves, you don't teach them a trade, you don't get them the resources they need to take care of their mental and physical well-being. If you don't give these individuals nothing but a hard time, what do you think they are going to end up doing? Say it with me, kids. The word of the day is recidivism. Okay? It's a cycle. All right? Rearrest, reconviction, reincarnation.
No, not reincarnation. <laughs> reincarnation would be good if you got a life sentence. <laughs> Reinc reincarceration, okay? Rearrangement. All of these things could be corrected if we wanted them to be, all right? This cycle could be broken if we wanted it to be, but it won't be because the system is working exactly the way it was designed to work. <sighs> Please give Marcus A. Stapleton the biggest CEO. <laughs> 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 Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, indeed. You want to play a game? Nope. No, not in a little game. Oh God. All right. All right. I guess we'll play a game of guess, guess what, what racing. All right, DJ NB, Marcus yes. A. Stapleton, thirty-five years old mm -hmm. of New Jersey, was okay. in prison, has a lengthy criminal record, was released from prison, and immediately went to go steal an ambulance, ran it into a convenience store, then ran into some state troopers. DJ NB, guess what racing is? Hmm, this is not an easy one. White. Why do you think he's white? Just ask him. Mm, I don't think black people want to go back to prison. Once they, once we out, we not, we not trying to go back. But then again, if he had cheeks, he might have been in love with his cheeks and was like, I want to go back and say boo. But I don't think that's the case. Boo I like booty. The hell is boo butt? I say, no, I say boo butt. Does anybody want to go see his boo? That ain't what you said. You said something about boo butt. I ain't never I, I, heard I, I, that. Well, you no be boo unlocking butt. new levels of gay every day on this radio. You be saying stuff. Gay people be looking at the radio like, what is a boo butt? What is a boo butt, Rashawn? You tell me right now. What is a boo butt? Damn. That sounds like you come with some milk. <laughs> it's crunchy and sweet. Boo butt. Boo butt cereal. <laughs> right right like boo. Damn. Well, you're wrong. Okay. The man is. He's a Negro. <laughs> he's damn. 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 Uh, well, he wanted to go see his boo Oh, man. All right. They need to make these correctional facilities actual correctional facilities. Okay? Give these brothers some skills. All right? All right and some tools that when they get back into society, they can be productive citizens. Okay? All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. BET. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace, BET. Everybody else, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Uh, women, how do you shoot your shot? Now, this conversation comes from two different two This different comes things. from all the single women up here at the goddamn breakfast well, club. That, that too. It's Sim's birthday. <laughs> that too. They got Sim back there about to cry. <laughs> Let me tell y'all what they got, Sim. They got Sim these blow-up dolls, right? Yeah. And these blow-up dolls <laughs> of men. Right. And they put pictures of all the men she like on the dolls. So right. it's Kodak Black, mm -hmm. Serge Ibaka. And Burner Boy. And Burner Boy. That's right. And then they got her, uh, I don't know what village this is. What village is this, uh, Eddie, that y'all got? They got some village. It's an African village. They got some village in, on the continent to do a happy uh, birthday thing to Sim. And they holding up a picture and singing her happy birthday and all of that good stuff. So she ain't there about to cry. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he got so scared He thought Sim was coming here To bust him in his head They be jumping me man I gotta make sure That's Taylor Taylor show him Show him See That's Kodak Black So the question is Okay this Serge Ibaka Women how do you shoot your shot There was mm -hmm. a video That went viral uh, A couple of days ago There was a, a lady in the gym She was trying to shoot her shot At a man in the gym And she was Throwing her hair back And working out next to him He didn't shoot his shot That's right uh, Smart Su man Sukiyana allegedly Tried to shoot her shot At Cameron She jumped in the car With Cameron and 
plate eating your and I'm eating your and he's eating my and Cameron was like was that a subliminal so ladies how do you shoot your shot I actually asked Sim Simma who was today's her birthday she said she stares at a man three times first of all she's four eyed she got glasses <laughs> okay so that ain't gonna work all right, we we got to start putting things in proper context. See, you don't be talking to I be talking to the nieces the way they need to be talked to. Oh, okay, boy. I can't see you through your glasses. You got big prescription glasses. <laughs> Where's him at? Sim won't come here. Where's him at? Jesus don't Christ! Come here without your glasses, either, Sim, because you're gonna bump into stuff. You keep your glasses on uh, when you come in here. Oh, How you gonna boy. make eye contact with these? So, she looked like sexy red around the eyes too with the prescription glass. <laughs> look, come, come on now. I don't even know when you're looking at me right now. So happy birthday, Sim. Happy so birthday, Sim Sima. Women. Dropping a clues bomb to Sim Sima. How do, you, how do you shoot your shot with men? Sim, get on the mic one time. I asked you earlier, how do you shoot your shot? And what did you say to me? First, I just want to say I don't have a crush on Kodak. That was a complete joke. And I want to clear that immediately. Okay. And secondly. You do have one on Serge Ibaka. I introduced you to Sim. And also Burner Boy. I never said I had a crush on Burner Boy. I introduced Boy. her to Serge Ibaka and she fumbled. Bad. No, fumbled. you fumbled it, but that's Bad. not what we're talking Bad. about here. Yeah. Look, he said we have to rap. No, no, no. So just, just, just <laughs> quickly. Know, we do got to rap. We we do. Okay, we'll do it when we come, come back. Because we talk about women shooting their shot and we'll, we'll do it when mm -hmm. we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking to women this morning, asking women how do they shoot their shot. Now, this conversation comes from All a couple of different women reasons. here at The Breakfast Club. One, there was a video that was uh, went viral the other day about this woman. She was in the gym trying to shoot a shot with a guy in the gym, and the guy paid her no mind. The other was Sukihana and Cameron, where Cameron felt like Sukihana was kind of throwing him subliminals. Let's hear it. I ain't no bitch was trying to be subliminal with me and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there driving. <laughs> you mind if I get if I put my Bluetooth on? I guess I was playing too much Nas and yeah. <laughs> and, and Hove and all that too. Yeah. Yeah. So then this song comes on. She says, "I'm eating the ass." I mean, ass. <laughs> then we switch. Now his ass. And I said. Are you trying to tell me Because look, let me tell you something about me real quick. I let you get in the gooch. That's yeah. as far as you go. Yeah. When I say the gooch, that's under the... Don't touch my ass, yo. I'm not, don't turn me on. Don't. I'm not, and I know, listen. Now, have I got my ass before pause? When I was a teenager? And listen. And when I ate my ass, my yeah. legs wasn't up and I was now on my knees. And then when I came to work this morning, I was talking to the birthday girl, Sim Simma, and we were talking about how she shoots her shot. And Sim, can you jump to the mic? Sim, big Sim. I call her Sim Single. Sim Single. <laughs> Sim Single. So, so, so Sim, <laughs> how do you shoot your shot when it comes to, to a gentleman? I mean, I just gave eye contact three times. You have glasses on, Sim. Big, thick prescription glasses. <laughs> so it draws attention to my eyes, You no? look like sexy red around the eyes. shut up. <laughs> and then when I go out and I put on makeup and stuff, I don't have my glasses on. So you can't even see, so you just squinting. <laughs> so now you're staring the hell out the man. You just squinting at the man. The man, like, what is what is going on here? You make eye contact three times because if you make eye contact once with somebody, that mm -hmm. might just be an accident. Then if you look away, like if you're not interested in someone and you make eye contact once, you're gonna make sure you never lock eyes again because that's just awkward. You do twice or three times, that means come over here. You know the problem with you women nowadays. And this is coming from you, Uncle Shala. Uh, first of all, black men don't cheat. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeezy says real just don't cheat. Right. Whatever it is, black men don't. Whatever it is, mm -hmm. we don't cheat. Mm -hmm. Y'all ain't even taking into consideration that woman in the gym. What if that man was married? What if that man was in a relationship? That's why he don't you got just... no business looking at you making squinty eyes or googly <laughs> eyes or whatever the hell it is you're doing. He's not. He's ignoring you Correct. because he might be in a relationship. Did anybody ever think of that? Did oh. that ever cross any of these women's minds? Or he might be gay. Or he might be gay. 
The sense of entitlement that women have is crazy to me. That's not entitlement. That is I very feel much like, entitlement. I feel like eye contact you might be is making very eye contact with a married man, Sim. But it's not lusty. It's just eye contact. If you're available, you can come over here. If okay. you're married and you mind your business, you made a great choice. Okay. So what I feel like that's the most but shouldn't subtle you be way looking you can for rings it. and stuff first before you start just looking at the man. I mean, if he's on the other side of the right, club, on the other side of the venue, tell? you can't see that. She can't see anything. Are you period. Right? You see how thick her glasses are. Touche. And go. also, I tell you another thing. The truth to the matter is, and y'all don't want to talk about this either. The Me Too movement ruined a lot of that. What you mean? Because we live in a world where no men are going to shoot their shot anymore because they don't want anything to be misconstrued. Nobody wants mm. to be accused of sexual harassment. Nobody wants to be accused of making a woman feel uncomfortable. So if you are in a setting like the gym, if you are interested in the dude, maybe you should make the first move, ladies, and keep it simple. Walk up to a person, you know, ask them if they're in a relationship, ask them if they're available. If they are, give them your number or y'all exchange numbers. Don't leave it up to the man because nowadays, man, men is taking extra precautions. That's right. Well, you know, since fact. you're having a shindig tonight for your birthday. So what you should do, if you see a gentleman out there, uh, Mercedes, Mercedes is coming too, so y'all both single, so y'all both I can do this said, together. I'm going to let Mercedes get chose, but I'm going to just relax. Mercedes, today. my sister, if you see somebody out there that, that y'all like, y'all should, you should approach him and say, hello, how you doing? Mercedes is going to stand before you because she's six foot nine. You know but what? That's why I told Envy. I said Mercedes is going to stand out, so yeah, she's going to she, get to me in tonight for sure. Jesus Mercedes, Christ. six foot nine. We love you, Mercedes. With a size 11 shoe and All right, let's go to the phone line. What's wrong with you, man? Hello, she does not wear size 11. Hello, good morning. Hi, how are you? Hey, Jessica, good morning. So. Let me just get right into it. The way how I shoot my shot with dudes, first and foremost, side notes, girls do way too much. Like, a lot of dudes don't be having self-awareness, so I just go straight for it. So I have keys. I go up to a dude that I find that attractive. And, you know, I act like I'm picking up the keys, and I'm asking them, asking him, so are these your keys? And he looks at me and say, no, these are not my keys. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Now I have a reason to speak to you. Then he smiles, and then I compliment his smiles, and we're going from there. Okay. Okay. So, so you walk up this to is, a man and you pick a little joke. This is her making the first move. This is what okay. I think women should do in 2023. Women should make the first move. All right, well, let me let me go to another line. Let's say uh, Colette. Hello, who's this? I think this is Colette. Colette, this Hi, you? my name is Colette. Okay, Colette, how, how do you shoot your shot with a dude? Well, I don't shoot my shot with dudes. I date women. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I, well, WNBA exists too, ma'am. So how do you shoot your shot? <laughs> it's really not shooting my shot, per se, because I am ai need a em deep emotional connection, and, and it's got to be intellectual. And most women are in the in the head anyway. You know, it's for the men, it's in the penis. <laughs> okay. Right, so so you usually, I'll, huh? So what do you do? How do you do it? Oh, um, usually it's just getting to know them. And usually they're ready a lot sooner before I am. But I just, you know, and sometimes it just comes over me and I look at the person. I'm like, okay, I'm in love with you now. You just <laughs> so look at a person it. and say, I'm in love with you now? After knowing them for a long period of time. Oh, I'm about to say, that's toxic as hell. No, people walking up on random people talking about No, no, you. what I'm saying is you want to have the relationship first. But I need a deep emotional connection. So after having a long uh, relationship with them platonic, I'll often yeah, look yeah, at no, them and no, say, okay, I'm we, in love with you we, now. We understand everything you're saying, Queen, but I'm talking about before we get to that. Yeah, you got to you know, talk what's to the, them. What's the first initial step? Oh, well, Colette, are you the, can you I say know, stud? Can, you can use the word stud or no? Yeah, you can say stud. Colette, are you the stud? Uh, yeah. No, I don't. No, I don't male identify. I, I have a very masculine presentation, and I 
I have always had that Hold as a child, from a child to an adult. I ain't even trying to get into all this. I just want to know how do you <laughs> shoot your shot, man? I'm how not a stud. I didn't see that you stud, man. <laughs> <laughs> she says she comes off masculine. She says she comes off as a masculine. Okay, let me try to explain this. When you first meet a person, correct? You're in the club. Yes. How, how do you, you talk? How do you kick it? Gotcha. To Usually, there's a physical, it's got to be a physical attraction at first. And you know, I usually shoot my shot with humor because women love humor. I wouldn't talk to you. you and uh, you take and too intelligence. Much time. You take it too much time. <laughs> right. I, well, yeah, That's nah. what I'm saying. Oh, I, I don't talk to dudes. <laughs> right. Carletta, are you single? <laughs> at the moment, yes. Yeah, figured it. All right. Thank you, mama. <laughs> Damn. No, nah, I mean, because it, it's. You just ask her how you shoot a shot, and she's going to tell you 13,000 things to do, but nothing. To shoot a shot. But she probably got ADD. She sounded like that little boy you showed me on that with that meme yesterday, the little boy. All he asked him was, well, he want bananas and chocolate? He just started talking about all kinds of stuff. That's what she sounded like to me just All now. right. Well, 800-585-1051. We're just asking women, how do you shoot your shot? Let's discuss this. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're asking women, how do they shoot their shot? This conversation comes from a viral video I seen on, on social media yesterday. A woman was in the gym trying to shoot a shot with a guy she was working out with, and he paid her no mind. And then Sukiana, she said this when she was in the car with Cameron, and Cameron kind of feels like it was a subliminal. I ain't no bitch was trying to be subliminal with me and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there driving. <laughs> You mind if I get if I put my Bluetooth on? I guess I was playing too much Nas and yeah. <laughs> and, and Hove and all that too. Yeah. Yeah. So then this song comes on. She says, "I mean the nigga ass. I mean the ass." <laughs> then we switch. Now his ass. And I said, "Are you trying to tell me?" <laughs> so we're asking 800-585-1051. Women, how do you shoot your shot? We got Sajada on there. Is that is that your name, Sajada? Yeah. Hey, Sajada, how do you shoot your shot, mama? So, I don't shoot my shot. I'm a, you know, girl's girl. And I feel like the guys just shoot, shoot their shot. Because I don't chase. I'm the catch. You what? She, oh, she said she doesn't chase. She's the catch. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but you know, a lot of men don't feel comfortable, you know, making the first move nowadays because, you know, we live in this world, you know, where, where, where you know, especially with the Me Too movement and things of that nature, mm-hmm. like, you know, nobody wants to be accused of sexual harassment. Nobody wants to be accused of making a woman feel uncomfortable. So a lot of guys are just minding their business. No, I mean, you know, it's nothing wrong with approaching a female just having a conversation. What's your name? How's your day going? If she talks, then she's open to letting you shoot your shot. If not... Going. So Sajada, say you see a, a gentleman somewhere, wherever you go. Let's say it's a, a hookah spot, a restaurant. Let's say it's a gym. You see a handsome young man. You're attracted to him, and you you want to holler. So you're not gonna you're not gonna holler at all. If he doesn't holler at you, you are gonna let him go. I might look his way, but if he don't catch the eye, then he just missed his shot. All right, so you give him the eye. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Sajada. No problem. And I got one question for y'all. If you um someone is an upcoming artist, very talented, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, keep God first, stay humble, and keep working. All right. That was mad generic. That was like not generic. That's all you can do. Like, keep God first, stay humble, keep working. Tatiana. Yes. Good morning. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Jersey. Jersey. All right. Now, now, how do Jersey women shoot their shot when it comes to men? Well, it comes to anybody. <laughs> when it comes to me, if I see somebody I'm in, interested in or if I'm out at, at a restaurant, mm-hmm. I'm going to send them a shot oh, and so. give them a stare and give them a look. Oh, so you gonna send him some liquor? Yes, sir. 
Okay. I see I like that. I like any woman making the first move. I feel like nowadays women should make the first move because that keeps, you know, uh everything that keeps that keeps things not being that keeps things from being misconstrued. I think I said that right. Mm -hmm. That keeps situations from being misconstrued when the woman makes the first move. Hey T. Hey. Good morning, T. Do you shoot your shot when it comes to men? How do you shoot your shot? I just smile, you know, and then I'm just straightforward, you know, asking if they're single and stuff. But I'm not going to ask, like, off the first meet, you know, for a couple of days, or even maybe a couple of weeks, I'll smile, you know, and then come and ask. So let's say you speak this gentleman in the club, so it might not be a second day. This is going to be the only time you see this gentleman. How, how are you going to shoot your shot, mama? Hey, what's going on? You know, I'm just asking how they doing and asking if they're single. You know? That's it. So you pulling straight up. That's it. Yeah, Keep yeah. it simple. There's no need to complicate any of this. I am with you. Women, go ahead and make the first move. It's not hard. Find out if the guy's single. Find out if he's not in a relationship. Give him your number. Exchange numbers. Go on about your day. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Crystal. Hey. Um, South Carolina, 843 Charlemagne. 843, we hey, out Crystal. here. What's happening? How are you shooting your shot, Crystal? I think that um, the way that I shoot my shot is just like giving a guy a smile, maybe a little wink. You know, I think that should be enough to let a man know that you know, you're interested and you want to come talk to them. Because I was always taught to never look too thirsty for a man, you know? I don't mind the smile and the okay. wink, man. See, this is dope. This is we getting back to old school ways of doing things. You know what I'm saying? You let the woman make the first move, a nice little smile, a nice little wink. I don't even got a problem with the woman walking up like, yo, let me get your number. You single? You in a relationship? Okay, let's exchange numbers. Yeah. That's my moral. The moral of the story is make the first move. Tell people how you feel. Stop being so scared of rejection. Stop feeling so engulfed with thoughts that aren't even yours. And stop wasting your damn time. All right. Well, when we come back, we got your rumor report, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Usher. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is The Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. Yes. All right, now Usher was recently doing an interview with our friend Carolina Bermudez. Drop the clues bombs for Carolina Bermudez on E. iHeartRadio's on Carolina Bermudez. Mm-hmm. And when she was doing the interview, she asked Usher about the R&B Mount Rushmore. And there's a lot of talk circulating right now about the Mount Rushmore of R&B, which you are clearly on it. But who would be on your Mount Rushmore? Ooh, I get to put myself up there. Ronnie Gay's going to be up there. Michael's going to be up there. Prince is going to be up there. You know, I, I put a few incredible uh, female vocalists like Whitney Houston up there. It didn't have to necessarily just be men. So I want to talk about your Las Vegas show. It's a magnet, you know. I think that <laughs> Las Vegas has always been a place where, you know, you go to, you know, one, have fun. But more than anything, you go to celebrate. Well, dropping the clues, bombs with Carolina Bermudez again. I just want to tell E, uh, y'all need to be offering uh, Carolina the max contract. She does a phenomenal job on E. Mm -hmm. A phenomenal job. And I was thinking about this Mount Rushmore of R&B thing yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if Michael Jackson and Prince should be on the Mount Rushmore of R&B. Michael Jackson could. Michael Jackson's done R&B projects, no, I know, a lot but, of R&B hits. But they kind of like their own genres, right? They incorporate so many different styles of music. Like, uh, Off the Wall, to me, is definitely an R&B. That's R&B, yeah. I guess Thriller Thriller has certain elements of an R&B. Would it you does. call Thriller an R&B record? No. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. No. It's R&B song. After Off the Wall, 
Michael's, you know, he's he's he's, 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 he's kind of all over the place as far as genre is concerned. Prince has always incorporated. I wouldn't put Prince genres. in it. I would put Prince Michael Jackson. Rock, Prince is R and B. Prince is pop. Like it's just a lot. I don't know. I, I don't would, know. I would put Mary J. Blige. Oh, a hundred percent. Mary J. Blige is on my Mount Rushmore of R and B. My Mount Rushmore. It's only four, right? Four. I would have Luther Vandross, Luther, Ursher, Ursher. Marvin Gaye and Mary J. Blige. That would be my four Mount Rushmore's of R&B. That's just my personal opinion. Mm. And I know objectively people would say, hey, R. Kelly should be on the Mount Rushmore of R&B. I can't put R. Kelly over the people I just named. I just can't. I'm just talking straight music. Luther, Usher, Marvin, and Mary J. I, those four got records I can't live without. I can take a leave with a lot of the R. Kelly records, personally. I, I would do Mary, Michael, Usher. Last one, I don't know. I don't know if Michael is fair. I think Michael, yes. and Prince, Michael and Prince need their own monument somewhere. No, I don't know if you no, put them on a, no, just an R&B Mount Rushmore. I don't know. Yeah, he could be on a, bu- a bunch of different Mount Rushmore. I would, I, w- I would like to hear more of this conversation. I would love to hear, uh, you know, uh, Tank discuss this on the, uh, the R- R&B Money podcast. Yeah, shout out to the brother Tank. Now, yeah, I, I really would. Now, also, uh, Tank reports- and Jay Valentine. I'd love to hear them discuss this on the R&B Money podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, also, uh, Jamie Foxx is reportedly ready to have a baby with his girlfriend. And they believe he will probably propose oh over the holiday season. God what? damn, you right. What? One of our, I forget. One of our producers just texted us. Stevie Wonder. Oh, Stevie got. Yeah, Stevie got. Come on. Yeah, but Stevie. see, Stevie's another one who needs his own monument. That's what I'm saying. Like, that Mount Rushmore R&B too hard. I don't even want that problem. I don't even want that problem. Even trying to figure that out. I, I can't even believe. I ain't even think of Steve. I, that Stevie mm. should have been top of the mind. You know. Definitely but I put Stevie. But I put Stevie in that same category of MJ and Prince. Only difference is Stevie. Makes R and B. Stevie makes, you know but, Steve, I mean? but Stevie, Stevie would be the, fit for R and B. He is the R and B. Yes, he's R and B. Yes, he's the guy. Yes, he's the guy. He's a god. Period. Yes. Ain't none of them better than Stevie. None nah. of them. None that, of them. That's why I said I would do Stevie, Mary, mm. Michael, and Usher. That would be mine. I can't put. I can't put Michael. This is tough. All right. Now, I'll tell you about Jamie Foxx. You act like you didn't care. Now, also Nelly, a fan told Nelly uh, when when. Uh, Ashanti gave her uh, gave him uh, Impala for his birthday. A fan said, "Get her pregnant, Nelly, tonight." And he says, "I'm on it." So there it goes. Jamie Foxx trying to have a baby. Bombs. Seems like Nelly trying to have a baby. Dropping a cool bomb for Black Love, Nelly and Ashanti. I'm all for them having beautiful black babies. Let's go, Nelly and Ashanti. I would I love to see them get married, have beautiful black babies. You didn't hear me say Jamie Foxx. What happened? Forget it. Now, uh, I said Jamie Foxx said he's ready to have a baby and will probably propose over the holidays. With who? Alice Huckstep. Let me Google. Oh, boy. Let me Google. A-L-Y-C-E <laughs> Huck. H-U-C-K-S-T-E-P-P. Oh, boy. H-U-C-K-S-T-E-P-P. Me and Dr. Umar don't approve. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, mean, I just Googled. Oh, my goodness. Me and Dr. Umar you. do not approve. I hate you. And lastly, you know, you know, the other day we reported a story about Brandy and uh, Ray J and Ray J having to rush his mom to the hospital. Well, Ray J's mom, Sonia Noah, she actually spoke out. She says, I don't usually address stories about myself, but I was quite surprised to wake up to a call from my longtime friend and publicist asking, Sonia, are you in the hospital? Are you OK? I said, what? Where's this coming from? She said there was a TMZ story that I was not aware of. She sent the link. And when I looked at it, I frowned and said, that was weeks ago. They could have at least gotten my age right. Then the floodgates of concerns just took over my phone and everybody started calling. She says, I'm not in the hospital. I'm doing great. I did have a negative reaction to a a, a vitamin therapy weeks ago. It was not a big deal. I went to the hospital and got a big grade A on my medical report. She said she's doing fine. 
Y'all gonna get enough of putting older black women's business on social media, okay? Uh, Tyrese made this mistake with um, uh, Kim, what is it, Kim Burrell. Now, Ray J making this mistake with his mother. Y'all better send y'all thoughts and prayers directly to them when they're in these situations and stop going to social media with it. All right. Okay? And that is your rumor report. And, and I also want to say, too, uh, salute to my good brother, Andrew Schultz, man, my uh, friend, my business partner, my, my partner on the Brilliant Idiots podcast. He announced yesterday mm -hmm. that he was bringing his The Life Tour the Madison Square Garden on May 4th. Tickets went on sale at 9 a.m. yesterday and sold out within 90 minutes. Wow. So drop one of the bombs for Andrew Schultz. Sold out the garden That's in right. 90 minutes. You got a pardon A for selling out the garden in a day. So he announced the second show mm. and those tickets go on sale today at 9 a.m. Right okay. now. Right okay. now. The tickets going on sale right now uh, for the second show of the Life Tour, Andrew Schultz at Madison Square Garden. First Salute show sold Andrew out Schultz. in 90 minutes. So uh, go get those tickets for the second show right now. All right. Well, we'll get to People's Choice Mixed Don't Move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. 
from the memes to the movements. See how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. I just want to salute to New York City one time. Uh, yesterday, uh, they announced that the Breakfast Club uh, in, the, in the last couple of months have been number one in New York. And I just want to say salute to everybody that, that, that listens to the Breakfast Club each and every morning. We appreciate you. Be thankful for you. And thank you. Thank you, man. Gratitude is always our attitude. We were number one, uh, 18 to 49 in the month of September and number one, 18 to 34 in the month of October. Correct. So, you know, we're going to celebrate that because uh, everybody flips to Christmas music next week. That's right. So we will not be number one. No. Okay. It will be Christmas music. <laughs> when, when all of these I, I, think they I think they flipped the Christmas music already. Next week. Next week. Next week. Next week, they, a lot of the stations start flipping the, uh, the Christmas music. I think the light FMs of the world. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, for everybody that's not listening to us in New York, they don't even know what the hell we're talking about. But you will know, because even in your local markets, you're going to start hearing all the stations flip to Christmas music. And I'm sure you already see it in the department stores already. That's I've been right. seeing Christmas trees, right. lights, and all types of things before Thanksgiving. But yes. So the moral of the story is our job is done for the year. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> There's no need for us to be on the radio anymore for the rest of the year. But we will be here. That's right. You know, but uh, thank you all for making us uh, number one, 18 to 49 in September and 18 to 34 in October. Thank that you. is right. All right. When we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have uh, Sanaya on the line. Sanaya? Hello. Good morning, Sanaya. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I am blessed, black, and highly favored. This is Charlemagne the Guy. DJ NV is here. The Breakfast Club. What's happening? Doing well, doing well. I'm calling you because uh, we got your letter, all right? We see everything that's going on with you. Um, sorry about your mom, um, but, you know, I, 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 I salute you for stepping up to the plate and holding holding it down for your 17-year-old brother who's dealing, who has who's autistic. Thank you. That's right. And um, we got your list, and we saw everything that you know you want. So we're going to take care of it. Thank you. We're going to take care of it, Sanaya. We're going to take care of everything on your Amazon wish list. Uh, we appreciate you, too, because I see that you are an Uber Eats driver and Amazon driver, man. And, you know, we salute you for your service, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, it is a privilege and honor to be able to do this for you. OK, thank you so much. All right, Sanaya. Salute to our friends at Amazon. Mm-hmm. You can still upload your Amazon holiday wish list right now at breakfastclubonline.com. And we got another brother on the line. Quan's on the line. Quan, yo, Quan, Quan Washington. <laughs> what up, Charlemagne? Yeah, this Charlemagne. What's up, King? How you doing, brother? That's crazy. I'm well. How are you? You got a very black name. I know it's been hard for you to get an apartment, Quan Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's of, true. First of all, man, I want to send you healing energy and send you condolences, man. I know you just recently lost your mom to cancer. Yeah, it's been hard. I miss her every day. I'm sending you condolences, brother. Healing energy for sure. Um, Thank you. I appreciate you. But you know, you 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 keeping your head up. You're doing what you got to do, man. And we got your list. 
And we saw that, you know, you have a lot of furniture and toys for your daughter on your wish list. So I'm just calling you, Quan, to let you know, my brother, we're going to handle that for you, okay? <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's a blessing. The Breakfast Club and Amazon, we're going to handle that for you, man. So you uh, you enjoy your holidays, my brother. Salute to you, man. And you keep you keep God first. You you stay work. You, you stay humble and you keep working, okay? Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. All right, my brother. Wishing you all a wonderful holiday season. Salute to our friends at Amazon. Mm -hmm. You can still upload your Amazon holiday wish list right now at breakfastclubonline.com. I really, really appreciate Amazon for doing this. Yeah, yeah. I really, because, you know, we do change for change every year. And I, you know, that's what I, you know how they say that? Uh, you ever heard that saying? When people see you pushing the car, they'll get out and they'll stop and help you. Yep. That's what this is. That's We've right. been doing change for change the last few years, man. And Amazon decided to, you know, they saw us pushing the car, so they decided to help us this year. So thank you, Amazon. That's what it is. Again, you can hit up the website, breakfastclubonline.com, if you want to put your holiday wish list. When we come back, we got the positive notice, the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got to salute Doug Melville for joining us this morning. Man, salute to my guy, Doug Melville. Uh, make sure you go out there and get Invisible Generals. Invisible Generals is the latest release off my book imprint. Black Privilege Publishing with Simon and Schuster. It tells the amazing true story of America's first black generals, Benjamin, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Jr., a father and son who helped integrate the American military and created the Tuskegee Airmen, man. If you're a fan of uh, hidden figures or devotion, mm -hmm. you will love, 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 love this story, man. So salute to my guy, Doug Melville. Make sure you go out there and purchase that wherever you buy books. And hold on real quick. Tomorrow... Oh, let me tell y'all this real quick. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, me and Doug Melville will be at the Barnes in Noble. Let me find it. Where is it? Yes, we will be at the Barnes in Noble in Tribeca, 97 Warren Street. Okay, 6 o'clock to 7.30 p.m. Having a conversation. Doug Melville will be doing a book signing. So uh, tomorrow, 6 p.m., I'll be doing a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Doug Melville. And he'll be signing copies of his book, Invisible General. So we'll see you tomorrow uh, in Tribeca at the Barnes & Nobles from 6 to 8 p.m. All right? Okay. All right. You got a positive note? Yes, man. Gratitude. Gratitude is a quality similar to electricity. It must be produced and discharged and used up in order to exist at all. And the reason I uh, I have so much gratitude for life and the reason I'm, I have so much humility about life is I will forever remain humble because I know I could have less and I will always be grateful because I know I've had less. So thank you, God. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.